Hey, this is dating coach Joshua Segafis. On this podcast, we talk about how men and women can level up their powers of attraction and desirability to take their dating life to a whole new level. Stay tuned. Keep listening. I'm about to show you how it's done. Hello, YouTube land, podcast land. Joshua Segafis here with episode 40 of my YouTube and podcast going to talk about sexual advertisement today. This uh, this was kind of a last-minute topic I decided to talk about because I was browsing Instagram and I came across an acquaintance's um, feed and, and she was posting some, some pictures and kind of showing off her showing herself off and, and it reminded me, I was reading about this the other night, uh, it reminded me about this this phenomenon and how social media it's become so much more pronounced with social media and like a digital like a digital landscape for for videos photos etc so we're going to talk about this for a minute so sexual advertisement is nothing new and, and there are different terms for it but this is basically the process that men and women use to like advertise themselves in the sexual marketplace so we might we might dress up nice before we go out. You know, we're going to maybe, um, we're going to try to look our best. We're going to try to make ourselves seem high status, high value. We're going to try to do whatever we can to make ourselves look look good to potential mates out there, right? Especially if we're out there and we're actually actively searching for a mate, which which most of us are engaged in that process, even if we're not functionally looking for a mate, right? Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you want to stop looking good to, to you know, other potential mates, even if you're not really looking for one, even if it's just something that you're doing subconsciously, right? Um, so this is very much alive and well within us, and, and you could call it peacocking, you could call it many different things, right? But, but I want to talk about two specific parts of this that I think are interesting that a lot of people don't realize. And so for one, on one hand what sexual advertisement tells you about yourself or about another person and maybe even more specifically your partner and then two what role it plays what role does it actually play in mate selection when we are engaging the alpha mindset and using it in our life right so the first part what it helps to tell us about ourselves and about other people and maybe most notably our partners is when we see how other people like when we see how our partners or how our friends or how other people in our social groups are using sexual advertising it can tell us a lot about their intent right so for example this this person i saw on on instagram posting you know it was like a it was like a sexual, like sexual, like a sexy photo. You know, she was just wearing this like little top, and then was like making kind of a sexy pose. And and so it was obviously, you know, she was obviously showing off her body, and maybe she's been working out, whatever. But one really interesting thing is that she has a fiance, right? And he was nowhere to be seen in the, in the pictures. He was not mentioned. He wasn't tagged in them, right? So it was just her. And, and it was her showing this stuff off. Now, functionally speaking, we, you know, we don't have to, you know, she doesn't maybe necessarily owe 
her fiance any kind of tagging in the posts. And I'm and I don't know her very well actually, so I'm not speaking directly about her. I'm more talking about this phenomenon in general. But in general, what we're looking at is when when someone is sexually advertising and and they're in a relationship. A lot of times, it's not a super good sign. And the reason, at least, it's not a very good sign for the for the other partner if they if they really like this person. And the reason for that is because, um, the reason for that is because when she advertises herself online you know in other words and what i mean by that is when someone posts something online kind of saying and then maybe they're not coming right out and saying it but what they're kind of saying is hey look at me i am beautiful i'm attractive i'm high status i make a lot of money whatever it is and it's different for men and women right for for women it'll be maybe more physically maybe more about their body more about um it can be about their business but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be geared a little bit differently than a lot of times how men are advertising themselves, you know. So, so men might, you know, you'll see a picture of a man standing beside his car, you know, his nice car. This indicates high status, right? Whereas a, a woman may be more likely to post something like, you know, in a little dress or, or in a bikini, right? Um, of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but, but those are the stereotypes. And they exist for a reason. Now, uh, so when someone is posting this, basically what they're saying is, you know, hey, look at me, look at the great, like, look at the great catch I am, look how high value I am. Um, you would do so well to get me as a mate. I'm really worth a lot. I'm high quality. You know, look at this body, or look at this car, or look at the status. Like, look at, look at these amount of followers I have. Like, like, look at all this value. And so. So that's kind of what people are saying when they're sexually advertising, right? And, and we might not even consciously be doing it. We might, we might think, well, I, I feel good about myself, so I want to put this up here. Or, or I kind of want to share this because I feel like I'm killing it right now. You know, killing it with my business or killing it with my workouts or whatever it is. So we might put this up here. Um, but if we dig down deep enough, we will find that we'll find that oftentimes the reason we're sharing things if we track it right down to the base level it has a it has a, um, a reproductive component to it and so there's a component of of like um, sexual advertisement to it even if we don't really post it with that like specific intention that goal um, because we are social creatures and survival and reproduction are two of the key instincts that drive humanity and have driven humanity for millennia. All throughout history, humans have had two very, very big problems. They had to survive in a very harsh and, you know, brutal uh, world that's difficult to survive in, and they've had to successfully reproduce. And so, and of course, men and women approach this a little differently. For men, the mandate is pretty much create as many offspring with as many different um, females as possible to secure your genetic legacy because what you want to do is you want to you want to procreate and you want your genetic legacy to live on and the best way to do that is to get as much access to as many women as possible and so for women though it's a little bit different um, a man can in theory in theory he could have sex 365 times a year, you know, once a day or even more than that. And in theory, if it was all done perfectly, he could father 365 children, right? So for men, you, you know, that process is different than for a woman. A woman could have sex 365 times a year, but once she gets, once she gets pregnant, you know, she's going to spend the next nine months carrying that child and she's not going to get pregnant again. So in any given year, 
a woman could give birth to only one child, or maybe two if she got pregnant before the start of the year, right? So this means that if men and women act this out to, to its extreme, it's much more likely that men are going to have offspring that survive than a woman because men could potentially have 365 different offspring trying to survive and a woman is only going to have one. With that being said, women and men, they, they had to solve different adaptive problems. So women, women's focus is less on creating as many children as possible and more on caring and for and nurturing and protecting and providing for the child that they do bear, right? And so, so that's the main difference between men and women. And so the way they sexually advertise is, is different. And it's because of that. Um, and in general, because it's so easy for men to, to reproduce and because there's very little risk or investment required, um, you know, what men are, men are trying to do is basically they're trying to gain access to the highest value women. And so, and then women, um, by contrast, because, because it's easy, like, like semen is easy to get for women. It's virtually effortless to get. So they're not, they're not saying, oh, I just have to get pregnant. What they're saying is I need to find the highest value man to procreate with because what I want to do is I want to increase my odds of survivability while I'm reproducing because that's actually kind of a dangerous and vulnerable state to be in. And then number two, I want to make sure that my child has the best odds of survival moving forward, right? And so, so these two motivations like really push us to different things. With that being said, men and women, men and women advertise themselves in different ways because women are so focused on this survival, caring, and nurturing aspect and, and providing for their young. Keep in mind, too, a woman doesn't necessarily have to plan on having a child for this to matter to her. This is an instinctual thing. Like, like many women, for example, today, um, they don't necessarily plan on having a child when they get into a relationship. They're not like, my goal is to get into a relationship and have a baby. Um, they may use birth control. They may not even want to have a baby, right? But, but see, that doesn't really matter because the root instinct is still very much alive and well, right? All right, so, so women are interested, what they're primarily, predominantly looking for is resource potential. So they're looking for men who have the best resources. Now, that's, that means money, that means physical resources, that means emotional resources, sexual resources, tribal connections, that means high status, you know, all of these things are going to contribute to the to the safety and well-being of the of the woman and her child. And then now men, they're they're interested in something different. Since they really their mandate is to try to their their instinctual mandate. Now again, men don't always set out with this goal in mind, but this instinct is very alive and well, and it drives our and it drives our uh, our desire to um, it, it basically drives our process for selecting mates, right? So men. Men are interested in four things, really, when you boil it right down. They're interested in, in they're looking for beauty, fidelity. I always, I always mix these up. Beauty, fidelity, youth, and virginity, right? These are the fourth primary things that men are kind of seeking out. These are the resources that men are looking for in the women they date. Or, you know, not, not literally. This is what all men are searching for. What I'm saying is that there is, there has been... There has been adaptive evolution as men have had to solve the problem of fathering more and more children. So, for example, if a man could choose between, if a man could choose between, you know, an, an older woman, 
you know, and, and then a, a, like who's maybe, you know, later on in life, her odds of fertility are, are lower or a, a young woman who's probably in the prime of her fertility, he's instinctually going to be swayed toward the younger, more fertile woman because it improves his odds of bearing children, right? Now, with that being said, I mean, most men aren't, it, it's, that's not the focus. Again, just like with women, men aren't going to want to go out and they're not thinking, oh, the first thing I want to do is, is get as many women pregnant as possible. In fact, in our culture, that's kind of counterintuitive and it's actually quite risky because you know, we have family court and we have all these things. And now um, people are held more accountable for their decisions, right? And so, you know, obviously it's different. However, it's still significant when it comes to attraction and then henceforth. It's still significant when it comes to how we advertise sexually. So I say all that to say when a woman it manages to secure a mate that she believes in and she really likes, she has the tendency to like like want to display him alongside her, right? Because that does a lot of different things. Um, that shows that she has higher status. It makes her look better. If if he is a compliment to her life, if he's a high value man, if he's an alpha, if he's well respected in the tribe, has powerful tribal connections, then it is to her advantage to be seen in the public spectrum alongside him. Now, in the case of this Instagram picture, it's very interesting because because this girl, um, she, I, she's a woman. She's not a girl. She's a woman. But um, she never posts about her fiance. It's always her. It's always like, look at me. It's always like, check out my body. Like, check out this like little bitty clothes I'm wearing. Check out all this weight I'm losing, right? And it's never about her boyfriend, which leads, which would lead you to, lead you to the conclusion that um, she's sexually advertising in a way where she is not trying to leverage. She's not trying, she's not like leveraging her relationship with this other man, with, with her fiancé, in any public way, right? Which leads, the question then bears asking, does she see his existence in her life as a benefit? Or could, he, could she upgrade? So with sexual advertisement like that, it almost, it, what it looks like, and I don't know her personally, so I have no idea, but what it looks like from a mating behavior perspective is that she thinks that she could probably upgrade to a better man and, and so and so she is, has more to gain by leaving him out of it her fiance than including him in the sexual advertisement right now so so there you go that's a whole thing in itself now men do the same thing but it's a little different so for me so for me, if I want more attention as a man, if I want more attention from women and I want to increase my odds of sleeping with as many different women as possible, which there's a temptation to do, no doubt. You know, as men, that's, that's, like, that's very instinctual. It's in my best interest not to engage with my girlfriend on social media because the more her and I engage together on social media, the more it does two things. Number one, it wards off other potential female competitors because this is kind of like when my girlfriend tags me things, when she shares things with me, when she posts things on my wall, this is like a beacon saying, hey, I am this guy's girlfriend, so all you women can back off. You know, so subconsciously that's a thing. But then the second thing it does is it makes other women aware of the fact 
that my resources are likely being channeled to my girlfriend. Resource potential is the number one thing women look for, right? And so that eliminates the hope that a woman who engages with me is going to get any of my resources funneled toward her, right? So, and again, this is all instinctive. This is all very subtle. I'm not, almost none of this is planned. Like this happens every day, all over the world, all across humanity, with very few exceptions. And, and it is not a conscious thing. You know, women are not out here thinking these things deliberately, and men are not out here thinking these things deliberately. This is all instinctive behavior. And we it's driven by our emotions, right? We, we are emotionally driven to do this. Emotionally and instinctively, right? Because we've had to, our, our species has had to solve adaptive problems, and this is, these are the solutions we've come up with. Okay, so... So... Um, now, I mentioned that my girlfriend is always like, like, you know, tagging me and things online, sharing things online. You know, we're interacting on, on you know, social media and, and things like that. And so this is very public, right? This is very public. And so if I, if my primary goal, my primary reproductive goal was to, was to have sex with as many different women as possible, it would probably not be in my best interest to interact with her on Facebook or on any other social media platform as public. It would be in my best interest to advertise myself as a single man whose resources are readily available, whether or not they are. And this is why some men will not accept. They'll act weird about getting in a public relationship on social media, right? Because what that does is it immediately signals to all other women, my resources have now been monopolized. Whether or not they have is irrelevant. Because it's instinctual. That's what the that's what the signify. That's what the signal like. Blah, blah, blah. That is what is being signified by that public display. It's kind of like when someone's married, right? It used to be that when someone got married, it's like, well, they're off the market. Why are they off the market? Well, you could probably, if you worked hard enough, you could probably still get them in bed with you. But are they going to channel any resources towards you? Well, they're probably going to continue to channel those resources toward their spouse, right? So. Uh, Another thing to be aware of is that, you know, my girlfriend is constantly blowing up my social media, which, which also leads me to another conclusion. She must, in her perception, see more benefits to including me in her social media than, um, than not including me, right? And, and that's most likely to happen in a relationship with two people who, who believe that they are equally high value, right? Because if they're high value, then they're going to add a lot of benefits to the, to the person's life. So if she didn't think that me being in her life was a benefit to her, she would probably be advertising without including me because she could gain more from other men thinking that they might be able to get access to her. Rather, when she posts things with me in it, it probably, it probably takes away a little bit from, from her chances. Um, that's, this is, this is, there's, this is a complicated thing I'm about to say, and I'm about to boil it down and oversimplify it because this isn't exactly true, but it's close to being true. If she didn't include me in any of her social media posting, she would probably have more of an opportunity for other men to channel their resources toward her. Now, that isn't necessarily true because other men could, and, and there's, there's cheating and there's um, there's all kinds of factors that factor into that. And, and there's the fact that men don't always care if a woman is already having resources channeled to her. Um, it doesn't matter because there's mate poaching. That's a real thing. However, it, it is what it is. And 
you know, so um, that's an oversimplification, but it is there for a reason. Okay, so so she must see it as more of a benefit to include me in it, otherwise she wouldn't do it, right? Now, um, I have some friends who are in a very similar place. Um, there's this gentleman and, and his lady, and, and they're very good friends, and, and they're really, they're both very attractive. They're both like working hard in life to make their lives better. And, and it's amazing to see how like she will just blow her social media up with pictures of him, pictures of them together. She'll always be tagging him things, sending him like hearts over, over you know, on, on in the public and, and all this. So she's obviously, what she is saying when she does this is she is saying, you know, first of all, she's kind of signaling we are together. I, I have his resources. So, you know, those women of you who would dare to compete just know that I'm already getting all of his resources. So that's one thing she's saying. And then number two, she is saying, it is more of a benefit to me, like he is so high value that it is more of a benefit to me to include him in all of my public social media than it would be for me to advertise myself as single and, and hope that I can get something better and upgrade, right? Um, so, so, so it is what it is. That's a sig that's a signal. She's signaling that he's a high value man, and she's, and, and it's beneficial for her to 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 link up with that, right? All right. So I've rambled on about this for a little bit. What does it mean for attraction? Here's the thing. Are you tempted to use your social media to leverage it to advertise yourself without without your partner in the picture? Do you find yourself kind of instinctually wanting to leave them out of it? You don't want to get in that public relationship. You don't want to share things with them. You don't want to tag them. You don't want to be tagged by them. You don't want mushy gushy stuff being shared. Uh, you just you think it's awkward. You think it's weird. You're a little embarrassed by it. If so, then you probably believe that your resources could be better spent on someone else. That's probably your belief, and you are probably sexually advertising with that in mind. You're probably seeking to upgrade. If your partner is not including you in things, doesn't interact with you publicly, you know, is sharing stuff on social media without without you in it and seems to kind of have an aversion to sharing stuff with you in it. Or maybe they do once in a great while, but not very often. Or their best stuff they share and they don't you know, include you in it. It is very possible that they are sexually advertising, even maybe subconsciously, and looking for an upgrade, right? So be aware of this. Sexual advertisement, it's a real thing. Oh, and then how can we most effectively sexually advertise? There is a real big issue right now with vanity metrics online. There is fake height, there is fake status, there's fake beauty all over the internet. It's amazing what a couple filters, a rented car, some borrowed cash in your videos. Like it's amazing how that stuff can make you look better than you are. But here's the real here's the real thing. Chasing vanity and chasing attention because you want to be validated is a pure beta mindset. 
the real alpha mentality is when we actually try to level up our lives and we try to become better and we don't even need likes on social media to make ourselves feel better, right? Um, we validate ourselves as alphas. That's the real mandate. That's the real goal. That is what we should be striving for. And we should be striving for greatness in our lives for ourselves and for our immediate tribe and the people we care about and love, the people we want to bring with us when we succeed, you know. That's what matters. Not strangers on Facebook who don't care about you. Not strangers on social media who don't care about you. Um, so, be aware. When you're tempted to sexually advertise, when you're tempted to share on social media, think to yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I want to boost up my confidence? Am I doing this because I want to... Am I doing this because I want to get those vanity metrics? I want to, I want to get those likes. They make me feel good. I want to get those, com those comments. They make me feel good. I want to get those shares. You know, they make me feel good. Um, are we doing it for that reason? If so, it's possible that you're not validating yourself, and it's possible that you should look more into that, right? You should probably work look more into that. Whereas what I love to see people do is share to make other people's lives better, right? If you're sharing a video, if you're sharing a photo, you know, a quote, you know, whatever it is, a snippet of something, um, are you doing it to make a dent in the universe? Are you doing it to make the world a better place? Are you doing it because you believe in that and you'd like to see more of that put out and put around? You know, that's the difference, I think. And I think that when you get to the point where you don't care how many likes you get, um, you know, I mean, obviously, obviously you're going to care to some extent and there's no getting around that. For example, on my blog, I check my metrics. You know, I, I try to get as much organic traffic as I can. On my YouTube channel, I check how long people are watching my videos. If they're not watching very long, I'm like, well, maybe I need to talk about better stuff. Like maybe maybe my videos aren't interesting enough, right? Um, if I don't get, if I get a bunch of thumbs down and no thumbs up, it's like, you know, why did that happen? Like, like what did I what did I say in that video? Or is it just the audience, right? I, but but the biggest question I'm asking myself is, am I being true to myself? Like that's what I gotta ask myself. And it's like, um, I may not have the biggest audience, but this is what's important. Um, the people who may listen to me or may, you know, read my stuff or whatever, um, my goal isn't to be liked by them. My goal is to, is to cr produce real value based on what I believe in, what I, what I like, what I think is real. And then if people, if that helps people, that's great. And what I need to do is find a way to double down on that and then to help those people who I can help as well as I can possibly help them, right? And that makes the world much better because there's all kinds of people helping people. You know, I'm I'm not out here trying to trying to poach uh, trying to poach like followings from other people because there are all kinds of amazing people who are doing things that that overlap with what I'm doing. But I have my own very narrow uh, kind of specific brand and and goals, and I'm chasing them, right? And so uh, and so that's a focused niche. And I'm, and I'm looking to be a high performer in that niche. But what is a high performer? It's not measured by how many likes you get. It's measured by how much value you bring and how, how good the information is and how helpful it is to the people who need it, right? How many problems do you solve every day, right? How many people do you educate every day? So these are questions, right? And so 
Um, this is what I would love to see with people when it comes to the alpha mindset and attraction, even when it comes to sexual advertisement. Because the truth is that fake metrics, they are just that. They are fake. And at some point, that's going to come to light, right? So the high value road for men and women is to not use your social media as a like validation generator. It's to use your social media as a platform to make the world a better place, to do it your way, to solve problems your way, to solve the problems that you can solve, you know, using your ideas, you know, using your beliefs, your passion, your purpose, minding your business, getting your money, pursuing your purpose, right? Getting likes because they make you feel better is not anywhere near those mandates. So we shouldn't chase that. That's that's my that's my belief, and I stand behind that. And I I think that when we can learn to validate ourselves, that's going to make us much more powerful. All right, sexual advertisement. That's about all I have to say on that topic for today. Hopefully, this was informational. Like, comment, and subscribe. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.